Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. This podcast is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we have Dallin Schultz. Welcome, Dallin. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks, Gary. I, I really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you and, and to your listeners. Any chance I have to talk about real estate is a good time for me. So thank you for the opportunity. So I guess a little bit about me, the quick and dirty, if you will. I was born and raised in upstate New York, and I, I currently live in the Phoenix area. But a big part of my childhood and growing up was sports. I played soccer, basketball, lacrosse, baseball, a lot of team sports, and on those individual sports like golf or, or tennis, but absolutely loved it. That was my life growing up. And looking back, I, I realized that I learned a couple of great things from those activities. One of them is the importance of having the right player in the right position. To give you an example of that, eighth grade, I haven't grown since eighth grade. I hit my growth spurt eighth grade, hit 5'8". They had me playing center on my basketball team. Freshman year rolls around. I was now the shortest kid on the team. So then they had me playing point guard. So what I learned in those team sports was you got to have the right player in the right position. One thing that I, I liked and didn't like sometimes is that you win together and you lose together. But fast forwarding, I guess, quite a few years, my background is in nursing. I got my bachelor's in nursing and I had just started my career in the emergency room. And a couple months into that, I broke my leg and shattered my tibia playing soccer, ironically. And at that moment, I realized that the safety and security that I had believed was in the medical field wasn't there. My wife, I had two kids at home. I didn't know what I was going to do to support them. So as bad as that experience was, I can look back and definitely say that that moment, that experience is what sparked a desire in me to figure something out. Because if had I ever gone through something like that again, I didn't want to be in that same financial position or stress. So long story short, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, much like most of us have. And two weeks later, we bought our first fourplex. And that's kind of how I got started into real estate. And I left nursing completely about a year and a half ago. And I just do real estate full-time now. I love the timeline from by the time you read the book and then you bought your first fourplex. That's awesome. That's just, you know, 
going for it. Looking back, it was cruel because it gave me a false sense of how quickly real estate could happen. Over the years, I've realized that I was very, very fortunate. But at that time, I I didn't know better. I just knew what I wanted and, and I went after it. And sometimes that's the best thing. Don't overthink it. Get in the game. And, you know, I don't say this to everyone, but figuring it out, obviously you want to put in the work, but, you know, with a fourplex, you know, you're not, you know, taking a ton of investment money. Maybe you did it all yourself, but it just starts the learning process because each time you start learning, but I know now you're working on a, on a development deal. Tell, tell us a little about it. Yeah. So after we bought that first fourplex, a couple months later, we bought a second one and then we attended a, a conference, a large real estate conference. Up to that point, fourplexes was my game plan, right? It made sense in my mind. And then I started rubbing shoulders with people that were buying large multifamily assets. And I believe that was one of those conferences is I think where you and I met Gary a few years ago, but then I'm rubbing shoulders with people that were doing what I really wanted to be doing. So it opened my mind to the potential. And so we stopped buying rather than jumping in guns blazing. I said, okay, you got a couple properties. Now, now you got to learn. You got to educate yourself. So I took a step back and just built my network and my education base for the next year, year and a half. And last December, we purchased a property that contained eight units. So small multifamily, which we weren't all that interested in, but there was an acre of land right next to it. And at that point, we decided we wanted to get into development. In the Phoenix area, if anyone that's following the market here, it's extremely competitive and, and extremely pricey. So although we have plans in the works to get into the game at that higher level, this made sense for us at the time. So we got this deal under contract, found out that the same seller had an additional two and a half acres that he didn't list, but that was adjacent to what we were going to buy that he was open to selling as well. So we ended up lumping all of it into a package deal. And so we got the eight units and about three and a half acres to develop. And so where are you in that development process right now, you know, getting permits and, you know, talk us through the time. I mean, because people, when you buy a property, you know, in a unit, it's ready to go. You know, you can do some rehab, but a development deal could take years. Yeah. Yeah. It could take some time. And I think in this situation, this property is about an hour south of Phoenix. So smaller town that's experiencing an incredible rate of development with as expensive as the Phoenix's area is getting, it's pushing people down. So we jumped into this, we closed on it end of December, 2020. We're now into August and I should be getting our final construction plans back this week. So at that point, we can start applying for permits and engaging the general contractors. So if I could, like I'll, I'll speak up to that point, right? A lot of moving parts in development. And looking back, it probably would have been wise to bring on a developer, someone that had that experience. But with this being a smaller project, the best way I learn is, is getting my hands dirty and getting in and, and doing it. So part of that length and time was due to our own efficiencies. And some of it was out of control. Our, our civil engineer went to vacation in Colombia, was supposed to be back middle of June, but then he got stuck there for another month because he kept testing positive for COVID and their systems weren't as efficient down in Colombia. So 
now we're a month and a half behind on our civil plans, and that's something completely out of our control. So there's just a lot of moving parts, right? So we purchased a couple parcels that were adjacent, and to maximize that space, we needed to combine the parcels. So that was probably one of our first steps. We had to combine it into one parcel because then that alters all of your setbacks. And your setbacks is how close you can build to the boundary as far as buildings, parking. There's a lot of rules with that. So by combining the parcels, it was able to change a lot so that we could maximize the space. So that took time. Then we had to create a site plan to get approved by the city. And so we had, we met with a civil engineer and an architect. We said, hey, this is kind of what we envisioned for. Help us out. Help us out in figuring out how to map this out. So we made a few alterations to it during the process. And next thing I know, we're getting slammed with a big bill from the civil engineer that we weren't anticipating because we had thought, yeah, changes were being made, but we thought that was part of the process and that was part of the proposal, right? So again, this is where our lack of experience and inefficiencies came back to bite us in the butt. None of that was ever communicated with us and we worked through it and we we resolved it with them. I think one thing to note for your listeners is whether you're doing development, value, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be problems that come up and we could have easily gotten pissed off fired them, found another civil engineer, but what good does that really do? What we found through our experience is to work with them, try to get some mutual understanding and prevent it from happening again, moving forward. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at, combining the parcels, getting the site plan, getting the architect engaged, and then working on the civil engineering. Just a lot of planning, a lot of waiting, which when we bought this in December, I was like, great, April, we're going to be breaking ground. And by September, we're going to have an up and running facility, right? Like, that's not realistic. And I realize that now. <laughs> nice. And going back, what you said about working with them and resolving and coming up with solutions, I mean, that's just great advice. It's easy to just fire someone and, and go to the next person, but you're still going to have the same problem. So if you like the person you're dealing with, you know, figure it out. And, you know, obviously you might've made a mistake by not understanding everything that that went in and and they made a mistake by not communicating it. But if you can get to common ground, then, you know, you've already, you've already been through some difficulties with that and you can move on and, and grow from there, which is great because not everyone deals with things the correct way. And they're just wasting time and money. Absolutely. And there we've had nothing but great experiences with them. Yes, the process, and this is the civil engineer I'm speaking to particularly, they've been great and they're local to that area. So they know what the city needs. Nothing has been redlined. So they, they've been great to work with. And, and yeah, it was definitely in our best interest to keep them engaged. And we just helped each other understand this is how I interpret it. That's how you interpreted it. So I guess on that note, any advice I could give to anyone looking to do development? have all your ducks in a row, have all your plans and designs squared away. And if changes need to happen, anticipate, I guess, an upcharge for it. Yeah. Everything, every little thing costs money. And so you're, you're dealing with a small city too. You're not dealing with Phoenix, correct? Correct. Yeah. We just closed on a development deal in Youngtown 
So we didn't have to deal with the city of Phoenix and Youngtown was super easy to work with. It, you know, we got our, our approval much, much quicker than if we had to deal with a big city. So definitely easier if you're starting development to work with a smaller city or town to help further things along faster. Absolutely. And in, in the Phoenix area, there's a lot of what they refer to as county islands. So if you have to deal with the county, I know someone going through a self-storage development on five acres, and it's been a nightmare for them just over the last couple of years, just trying to get it rezoned. And so definitely do some digging, do some due diligence. If development's something you're interested in, in getting involved in, talk to some people that have already done it in that area and, and get an idea of their experience because they'll be able to help you cut back on that learning curve significantly. And in a realistic time frame, when do you think this project will be completed by? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> we were supposed to have our plans complete in June. So as it stands right now, we'll probably have our proposals back in about a month. We're going to apply for permits as soon as we get the plans. I'm anticipating breaking ground in 45 to 60 days. Unfortunately, with this self-storage and RV storage property that we're developing, there's not a lot of structures to be built. The main structure is going to be the office, which is a two-story, has a nice apartment on the top. And then we have some metal self-storage buildings and then a metal canopy for some covered parking. But that stuff will go up quick. That's just a matter of waiting for the material to come in and then paving it. You know, So I'd say realistically based on on what some of the contractors have shared with us from the time we break ground six to nine months, I would probably give ourselves. Nice. Well, development deals can be daunting and kudos to you to having the guts to go for it. And you also had the guts to put together this awesome mastermind event in Sedona in October, which I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of. So why don't you take a few minutes to tell the listeners a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, whether you call it guts, courage, determination, motivation, whatever you want to call it, regardless of what area of real estate you want to get into, you got to have it, right? And Gary, you've been proof of that too, with what you've been able to accomplish in the last couple of years. Now, this event that we have coming up end of October, RevX, I'm stoked about it. And it's not something that happened overnight. So what I guess led up to that was as I was getting started in the real estate space, I needed like-minded people. I needed to get around people that that had the same goals and vision as me. So I decided to start a meetup about a year and a half ago. And I'm excited to announce that we're actually the largest monthly gathering in Arizona focused exclusively on multifamily investing. So that year and a half building a tribe, if you will, building a, a following it helped me identify that there was a need for something more. And that's what inspired RevX. And so RevX, I guess in a nutshell, as much as I loved conferences and seminars, real estate things, I struggle sitting down for too long of a period of time. So RevX incorporates exhilarating activities, workshops, more interactive workshops, and some guest speakers as well. And the purpose of this event is to enable people to connect on a much deeper level. So I think, Gary, the first time you and I spoke was maybe five minutes, right? And so you get to know the name, what they're doing, and then it's up to you to, to follow up with them after the event. So this all-inclusive event is four nights and three days. 
of 50, we're only taking 50 people and some of the highest caliber people that are ready to take their real estate to the next level. Now you're going to have some people that might be a little bit newer, and then you're going to have people, we had a registrant signed up that's taken nine deals full cycle. So there's going to be a wide range of experience at this event and you get to rub shoulders with them for an entire weekend. And I'm excited for the workshop that you're doing as how to manage your asset. So it's going to be a three-day workshop, just 30 minutes, and to teach people how to maximize their return for themselves and for their investors. And so we're incorporating all these skills and techniques and tools and resources that people can actually apply right away to take their real estate to the next level. We have a former military interrogator that's going to come. He's interrogated some of the highest level of detainees held by the U.S. government. He's worked with FBI, CIA, Special Forces. He's going to come and do a workshop on interpersonal skills, how to connect with people. Because it's not like on the movies, right, where you waterboard someone and you get the information you need. It's much more than that. You got to know how to connect with individuals. And so he's going to take us through a workshop because in the real estate space, you got to know how to connect and communicate with people to get the results that you're looking for. So we just got a bunch of cool speakers and instructors lined up. As far as activities go, we got hiking, mountain biking, kayaking, jeeping, ATVs. We're taking everyone on a helicopter ride around Sedona. So all of that's included. It's not one of those experiences where you you pay and then we try to upsell you some $30,000 program. There's a time and place for that. And this isn't it. This is just to be honest, a kick-ass weekend with some high-caliber people to get around, to mastermind, and to learn from one another so that that whoever attends individually can identify what they need to do to get to that next level in their real estate. I've been to your meetup a couple of times, and I've been really impressed with the content and the type of people that go there. So I can only imagine what's going to happen in Sedona. And I love Sedona. We went there, I think, around Christmas time this past year and did some amazing hiking, just really beautiful area. And to learn, network, and be in a beautiful surrounding, I mean, it sounds like a win-win for everyone. Yeah, we're, we're super stoked about it. All right. So our time is nearly up. So we asked this question from, uh, well, actually, first of all, where can people sign up for it? Yeah. So we, our registration page, they can go to revx, R-E-V-X dot planningpod.com. And right now we're taking deposits to secure your seat. It's a deposit of 2,500 bucks. But for your listeners, Gary, if this is something they're interested in and they want to look into it, they can go to that registration page. If they have questions, they can reach out to me directly. But in the coupon code, if they decide they want to go, if they use the coupon code deposit, okay, deposit, it'll enable them to secure their seat for $1,000. And then our team will follow up with them to work out a payment plan up until leading up to the event. So if this is something that they're interested in going to, we'd love to have them. They could secure their seat today for a thousand bucks. That's it. And then again, that the registration page, revx.planningpod. Com. Great. We'll put that in the show notes. So, hey, I'd love for you to be out there. Let's have a beer together. Let's do some awesome outdoor activities. I love that stuff. So 
Hopefully you'll sign up and we're going to have a great weekend in October. October, what's the weekend again? Yeah, October 20th through the 24th are the dates. And we love to know where people are coming in from. So if some of your listeners sign up, they can just check, hey, Gary, we heard about this from Gary Lipsky. So we like to we like to track that and just know where, where our crowd's coming in from. So I invite them to do that. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a kick-ass time and, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I am too. All right, so well, we asked this question from all of our guests. What is your asset management superpower? Ooh, that's a good one. Listen, I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not an expert at anything. But one thing that I've identified going through my experience that has truly helped me get to where I am today is placing the right player in the right position. So going back to my days in athletics, you got to have the right people in the right position. And so I've been able to identify what type of person in need is required to help me get to that next level and then build a relationship and find that right person to get in there to do the job better than I can. So yeah, I, I'd say that's my my asset management superpower is just being able to find the right people for the right job. Nice, nice. And where can listeners find out more about you? Yeah, so they can follow us on Instagram at, at Rev Multifamily. We're rebranding our website, so that's not out yet, but I'm happy to to answer any questions anyone has. So they could feel free to email me at Dallin. That's D-A-L-L-O-N at revequitygroup.com. So if they have questions about RevX, development, I love talking about real estate. So happy to hear from them. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show. And the things I took away is what you like to do is just jump in and learn by doing, which which is awesome. Some people overthink and, and analyze for years and you're just, you're just jumping in and, and sometimes you just got to do that. Work with someone with experience to minimize issues and lack of experience, you know, so make sure you partner up with someone. And then lastly is, you know, work to resolve issues. Don't be, you know, move on to the next person because you're still going to have the same issues. Resolve the issues that you have with that person and it'll save time and money. To all of our listeners out there, thanks for listening in. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Terry.